Well, hello there, everyone. Welcome to the podcast party. You're listening to Speak Now Pro Wrestling here with myself, Denise Salcedo, on the channel, the YouTube channel, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen or watch this podcast. And we are here to talk about the May 30th edition of WWE NXT. It is the fallout from Battleground, and we quite we got quite a bit to get into here today. I legitimately thought, like, first I thought, okay, there's a show was okay it gave us a couple of things to talk about but then by the end of the show i realized we actually have quite a bit of if items to actually get into here today. So we are going to go ahead and talk about a lot that went down on NXT, make some predictions on where we think certain things are going. A big topic for tonight is going to be free agency because that is also something that apparently we're going to be talking about a lot here today. But first and foremost, thank you so much to everybody who is here right now on the channel. Just a heads up to everyone. I'm so happy to be back starting this brand new week, uh, this brand new slate of Speak Now Pro Wrestling show. I am going to be live, obviously, right now on Tuesday. And then tomorrow, I will be back to talk about AEW Dynamite. And then for the first time in like two weeks, I will be back this Friday uh, to cover SmackDown here on the channel. So the SmackDown show on Friday returns to um, this week. So thank you so much for everybody who, who's who been patient for that show. Uh, Fridays is a little bit more difficult, especially last of well, this month, because I just had a lot happening because of Double or Nothing, my birthday and just Friday shows kind of got like left out in the cold but uh, the Friday show does return this Friday uh, also Las Vegas was just there for double or nothing and I'm bringing this up because I'm so thankful to be back in LA and be back with very very good Wi-Fi because my hotel sucked and had terrible terrible Wi-Fi so I'm so happy to be back uh, here in LA, in my home, in my studio, to be able to talk about wrestling. But most importantly, if you haven't already, and if you are a fan of AEW, all of my media scrums are up on the channel. And I promise you, uh, you will always love my videos the best um, because I make sure to get some good appealing angles. I'm always front row and I make sure that you guys can hear uh, you know, the questions good and all of that. And so I think you guys will enjoy them. We got to hear from Brian Danielson, Tony Khan, Tony Storm, uh, Chris Statlander, MJF, Orange Cassidy, and those are all up right now on the channel. Please check those out, everyone. That is how I make my money back. Um, I foot my own bill. I was just talking about this yesterday with Sean on the Raw Post Show. Uh, so the way that I do make my money back is by, uh, you know, you guys watching those videos on YouTube. So let's get to this, everybody. We got so much to get into, and everyone here is uh, sending in a lot of comments. So let's get into our Super Chats, by the way. Super Chats are the best way to support this podcast podcast. Keep me funded. We got our first super chat of the day. This is from Ryan Pregler, who says, Tony D has not been charged with a crime and is being held illegally. He has had his rights stolen from him for two weeks. Where is smart Mark Sterling? Uh, Tony D, by the way, we, we didn't get to get too much today because last week he was being uh interrogated and then he ended up being arrested and then today we got the mug shots and so that's pretty much all we got from tony d but we got the mug shots he looks good he didn't have an ugly mug shot it could have been like a really ugly terrible mug shot but it was actually a pretty good one so we did get from we did get that today uh but yes Free Tony D, hashtag free Tony D. Sheldon Jackson sends in a super chat saying, love the fact that WWE actually used the free agent thing from the draft to bring both Mustafa Ali and Baron Corbin to NXT. Smartly used free agent's role. We will get into that in just a second. Uh, I will be honest with you and tell everybody here right off the bat that I completely forgot who was even a free agent after this draft. The only person that I remembered uh, that was a free agent was Brock Lesnar. And that was literally it. Everybody else was just a blur in my memory. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, Heidi Ho sends in a super chat saying it's Tiffy time. By the way, I have an idea for whenever I talk about Tiffany Stratton that I'm going to do in upcoming Tuesday shows. And I was going to do it on today's show, but I ran out of time. But thank you so much to Heidi Ho for sending in this generous super chat as well. Uh, and I love it. Everybody here on the chat is like free Tony D. All right, let's get to it, everybody. Also, thank you so much to Zeno Hour, who says great week work over the weekend, Denise. I appreciate it, man. Really, I do. So let's get to this show. Let's talk about what actually happened. I want to kick things off 
with a match that finally delivered. We have been talking about this feud for quite some time now because that is Gigi Dolan and JC Jane. So this was a feud that was very personal because they used to be friends. They were all part of Toxic Attraction along with Mandy Rose. They were a big focal point on the start of NXT 2.0. They were tag team champions. They were besties. And then this feud, they broke up. It became very personal with us learning a lot about Gigi Dolan's life and the way that she grew up and JC and that becoming part of the storyline and JC Jane kind of shoving it in her face. And it got very, very personal. However, we always had really good back and forth between JC and Gigi. And by that, I mean the, the promo work. The promo work between them was always magnificent, always stellar. You, you got behind both girls in different ways, right? You like JC Jane as a heel. You got behind Gigi Dolan as a baby face. It was hard not to. And so all of the promo work between both of these ladies was always top notch. However, the first two matches that we got with JC and Gigi weren't exactly meeting, I would say, the expectations of the level of the stories that we were getting between them. I did not think that the first two matches delivered, and we spoke about that. A lot of people shared uh, similar feelings regarding the first two matches between both of them. However, today we finally got a weaponized steel cage match, and a lot of people last week ahead of NXT Battleground were asking, why isn't this match on Battleground? And I completely agreed with everybody then that I did think this match should have been on Battleground. And after watching this match tonight, I 100% agree that this match should have been on Battleground. And I got to catch up with Battleground uh, today. So I will talk about that throughout the show since I haven't been able to share my thoughts on that. But I really do think that this match was finally the fight that we needed to see between Gigi Dolan and JC Jane. They actually went completely for it here. It was so entertaining. It opened up the show. I actually thought that it was going to main event too, but it ended up being the opener of the night. And what we got here was pretty good. So JC attacked Gigi before she even got into the steel cage. I liked that. That was good. Get it started. Get it going hot. That was definitely fun to see. Immediately, JC Jane starts going at Gigi Dolan and hitting her with, uh, with, the, with the belt multiple times on the back, just hitting her, hitting her. And then finally, Gigi gets an opportunity to return the favor and also get JC with that belt. She then brings out a bat that is wrapped in thorns. And we always see Gigi Dolan come out with her rose and she has has the little thorns and someone even asked me I forgot if it was here on the show or on Twitter but someone asked about you know possibly her using the flower or the rose rather as a weapon but instead she used a bat with the thorn so that was really good and there was a crowd shot that I wanted to make sure to to talk about because there was a moment where JC slip, uh, pow power bombed um Gigi right into a trash bin okay and then we went to commercial but prior to that there was a crowd shot of two little girls just watching the show and they were like in amazement during this moment and I wanted to bring it up because I've talked about this so many times but the NXT women are literally my favorite thing to watch every week on NXT like they're actually getting it pretty right with the NXT girls in terms of building up these these characters us getting being able to get behind some of the women that we see here and so getting to see two young girls in the crowd being like completely blown away by the violence that they were seeing in this match it was really freaking cool to see that and i love moments like that love moments like that so i wanted to make sure to shout that part out because little things like that definitely matter and go a long way but one of the things that made this match i think what it needed to be was that I thought they were really laying it in a lot more this time. And I don't think they really did that before. But there was a couple of times where Gigi, she would get these really high knee kicks on JC. And I really, really loved the way that she was laying it in. At one point, we see JC, uh, JC Jane hit Gigi Dolan with a neck breaker onto a pile of chairs. That was a really good spot, too. They start slugging each other back and forth, just throwing uh, rights and lefts. That was definitely fun to see. And then finally, for the actual finish of this match, we see them go to the top rope and then 
Gigi ends up choke slamming JC Jane into a table. And one, two, three, that is the finish. That is the end. Solid stuff, man. This was definitely a win. I was a fan of this. Happy that we got the match that we needed to see, or rather the fight that we needed to see, because that's what justified this very personal feud. And so I'm excited to see what's next for Gigi Dolan. I feel like they got to make sure to keep her momentum going, because right now, coming off of this win, that was pretty damn huge. So yes, finally, the match we wanted to see. Uh, James Hammond says, no NXT in your house, question mark. I have no idea, actually. Um, I I know they are doing uh, the Great American Bash. And when was that? I forgot they said the date, July 30th, I believe is the date for that. Should have written it down. I'm pretty sure it's July 30th. What month are we in? May, June? June 30th? Sorry, guys. I get confused with June and July all the freaking time. Um, <laughs> Heidi Ho sends in a super chat saying, there's nothing better than seeing kids enjoy wrestling. We forget that's what it's all about. And a lot of us, here's the thing, a lot of us started be wrestling for being wrestling fans as kids. Yeah, I don't think I would have ever just randomly started watching wrestling like at 15 or 20. Like I was never going to start watching wrestling at that age. Uh, I started watching wrestling uh, when I was like eight, nine years old. According to my mom, she said I was younger, but I don't, I actually don't recall that information. I actually remember it being like eight, nine years old around there. Uh, and then my peak fandom was 10 years old. Like 10 year old me uh, was living, eat, sleep, breathing, wrestling like that's all i cared about that's all i wanted to talk about that's all i wanted to watch that was all i the, the, the vhs's that i would collect and all i would think about was wrestling and, and the wwe and this and that like that was literally the obsession at 10 years old i don't think if i wouldn't have started at such a young age i don't think i would have been as big of a fan and then they're ter therefore turning it into a, like a lifelong thing uh, i know certain people come in at different periods but i feel for the most part a lot of the fans that I talk to uh, and fans that I see talk about wrestling have been legitimately lifelong fans since they were kids. So yes, the way, so what I'm trying to get at here is that we want to keep things going, guys. If you are parents, if you are a parent and you have some children, make sure you're taking your kids to your local indie shows. Make sure you're taking them to whatever promotion you enjoy the most. Uh, take them to the shows, man, because that's how they stay. That's how they become fans. Uh, that's how they get into wrestling and we keep this thing going guys don't let it die keep your kids watching wrestling i know some parents are gonna be or some parents that are not wrestling fans would probably be like how dare you promote wrestling to children man get out of here uh sheldon jackson sends in a super chat saying if mellow is him which he is btw then jc jane is not her this feud made me believe in gg way more than jc this feud to me kind of proved me right about her some category as the outcast sadly so sheldon jackson this is interesting because sheldon jackson has not been a fan of jc jane throughout this entire thing and i remember telling you that at some point you would be that at some point you would become a jc jane fan it hasn't happened for you i don't know what she has to do differently, but I am a fan of JC Jane and I think she played her role tremendously in this because she was just supposed to go out there, be the bad guy and uh, help Gigi get over. And I thought that today, the way that they laid out this match and again, all of this, the the promos that they did with one each other with one another i thought they really did those very very well and jc jane is still a mean girl i'm still interested in jc jane as well as uh Gigi dolan uh so thank you so much to sheldon jackson and i don't know whenever it finally happens for you whenever you finally become a jc jane fan i'm gonna be very interested in that because i know it'd be and know the payoff i'm waiting for the payoff of that uh sheldon thank you so much for the super chat as well uh injure cool says Many parents feel that wrestling is a violent sport. Well, I remember, like, I don't know how many of you guys, uh, and you guys let me know here in the comments here, but I remember my parent, well, my mom, really, because I, I grew up with a single parent, but my mom, she didn't want me to be a wrestling fan. Like, she wasn't really all that, like, you know, like, she, she was kind of hoping that I would grow out of it, that it would just be a phase. And adults, adults always, especially if you're a female wrestling fan, if you're a young female wrestling fan damn you get it even worse okay y'all don't even know unless you are unless you were a young female fan uh i used to get comments of adults asking me like really inappropriate stuff they'd be like oh are you watching wrestling because you like to see the men in their underwear 
And I'd be like, no, what the, why are you asking me this? And then there was other things that they would say be, that I, that about me that, uh, because I watched wrestling and even kids in school, even kids in school that were little assholes that would pretend that they didn't watch wrestling. And as this would piss me off because I remember kids back in the day would be like, oh, you watch wrestling, you watch the fake stuff. And they would tease me about it, right? They would tease me about it and be little jerks. Yet, whenever something really cool happened in wrestling, perfect example, fifth grade. I was in fifth grade when we had the ring break with Brock Lesnar and the Big Show. And I remember that everybody the next day in school was talking about it. And my reaction was, man, that kid said wrestling was fake, didn't even want to watch that kid made fun of me. And now everybody here is talking about the cool thing that happened in wrestling. Um, so there you go. <laughs> So there you go. Uh, Andrew, cool. Thank you so much for the super chat. I feel like people here will probably r relate because this was something that I noticed always happening and stuff. But uh, Jared says kids are awful. I, think. I love kids, by the way. I just didn't love them when I was a kid. I didn't love kids when I was a kid. Love them now. Uh, but anyway, so JC Jane, Gigi Dolan finally delivered. Very happy about that. All right. So now Let's get into, uh, we got a super chat here from Bruce, uh, from Bruce Pritchard <laughs> says, uh, how is Mr. CJ Lilly doing? I'm curious, actually, I don't know if CJ Lilly is on right now, but uh, there was some big Alexa Bliss news today and CJ Lilly is a, a known uh, Alexa Bliss fan. And uh, we found out today that she is pregnant. She's having a baby. So clearly we're not going to be seeing her wrestle for, for a bit. It's going to be a while, uh, depending, obviously, her whole entire pregnancy, right? And depending on how much time she takes off uh, after having the baby. So, yeah, I don't know how Mr. CJ Lilly is doing at this moment. If he happens to be on the screen, I mean, on the show, then I would love to hear from him. But uh, as of right now, I don't have any idea. Uh, all right. So, uh, and I know he's been waiting for Alexa Bliss to come on and, uh, and, you know, get back, get her groove back and all of that, but we'll see. All right. So we got a quick backstage segment between Reggie and Axiom. So really quickly, we get the explanation of why Reggie helped out Axiom. And basically, so last week when Axiom wrestled Dabakato, we see we saw Reggie go in and help him out afterwards with a post-match attack, after a post-match attack. And he basically tells them, you know, I helped you out because you unmasked me. And now I feel like I'm the real me. Like I'm no longer... Basically, he's very thankful that his mask was taken off. And let me tell you, he's thankful. We're thankful. We're all thankful because that was really bad. Uh, but this was fine. I'm glad that they explained this and that they made sense of it and made made Reggie seem like a human again instead of just this silly character that they were doing with him. But I think they're not letting go of the scripts thing because during this, they kept he kept saying like, oh, yeah, like my friends and family, they call me scripts. And I'm like, I don't care. Just stick to Reggie, bro. Stick to Reggie. Let's not go back to scripts. Let's not do that. Sheldon Jackson sends in a super chat saying, my biggest gripe currently with JCJ is that is the fact that when she spoke on the mic I didn't believe a word as a heel I should believe what you say hey man I can't argue that uh one of the things that um so John Cena did an interview with Sam Roberts about I think a week ago or last two weeks ago somewhere around there and he talked about Austin Theory and the feud that he did with Austin Theory and we all remembered when freaking John Cena buried the hell out of Austin Theory on that episode of raw leading into wrestlemania right and one of the things that john cena said in that interview was that he told austin theory immediately he said if you don't believe what you're doing out there you can't expect the fans to believe it they will see right through you they will see right through your bs and so there you go you maybe she just has to hit it a little harder believe it a little bit more um so thank you so much to Sheldon jackson for sending in your your hot take Appreciate it. Um, Mike Parker, PWMM, sends in a generous super chat saying, I was lucky to start watching wrestling when WWF toned down to specifically appeal to kids. My mom would never have signed off on me watching it if it was super violent. I got lucky that my mom didn't know a lot about what was actually happening on the actual show. I think had she seen some of the stuff that I was seeing at a certain age, I don't think she would have been so keen on it. Uh, I actually think the fact that she didn't know anything about wrestling kind of helped me out. And she was more so just concerned about like, 
my obsession. I think she was just kind of hoping that I would, you know, she wanted me to become a doctor. Sorry, mom. I became a pro wrestling YouTuber. We always laugh about this, by the way. It's actually really damn hilarious. Like my mom wanted me to be a doctor or a lawyer. No, I'm on YouTube. <laughs> Every parent's worst nightmare. Mike Parker, thank you so much for the super chat. <laughs> so that's why, like, I know there's parents out here and, you know, kids and whatever and this and that, right? Uh, and then it was like, um, <laughs> I forgot what the hell I was going to say. I know a lot of parents try to shove careers down their kids' throats and this and that and try to make them be and do all these things, right? You got to let your kids figure it out for themselves, man. I ain't a parent, but I tell myself that if I ever become a parent, I'm going to make sure that I'm not like forcing them to do something they don't want to because my mom, my mom sent me seventh grade. I was taking classes at Cal State LA on Saturdays, science classes so that I could pursue a career in the medical field. My poor mother had no idea it was never going to happen. Uh, I remember showing up to the classes every week, though, because they gave us every Saturday, they fed us Carl's Jr. So we'd get we'd get the breakfast sandwich with the tater tots. And then my crush was there. So that's why I showed up every Saturday, not to freaking dissect frogs or rats and stuff like that. Blech. Steven Marchuli sends in a super chat saying wrestling fandom is one of the hardest things you will ever explain to non-fans. Yes, this is true. Like 1000% true. My very best friends in the entire world are not wrestling fans. And sometimes I feel weird talking about wrestling or even bringing it up because I feel like they may be judging me. Even though they're not judging me, I feel like they kind of are, even though I know they're not. But but you know, the, the, the way that some people see wrestling that are non-wrestling fans, it's not always picture perfect, right? Heidi Ho sends in a super chat saying, Dragon Lee really won me over this weekend. He's now my favorite luchador. Dude, Dragon Lee is incredible. Uh, he's definitely up there with a lot of guys, a uh, big fan of his and happy to see him. Um, well, I wasn't happy to see him lose at Battleground, but whatever. Uh, Tater72 has a really funny comment saying, YouTube kid is a better career than Pornhub. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, no. Those are the two low options. You're either on YouTube or you're on Pornhub. Oh, no. It's not good. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. Oh, man. I got to read this one, too, from Tim Weininger, YouTube member, who says, I agree. My uh, agree with Steven, says Tim. My wife doesn't understand why I love wrestling, yet she still watches the Hallmark Channel 24-7. And no offense to people that watch the Hallmark Channel, but I've seen the trailers for those movies, man. And they are corny, cheesy AF, man. Some of those look really freaking bad. So no, I do not want to be judged for watching wrestling. If you're out there watching these corny Christmas love stories on Hallmark, no offense. <laughs> all right. So let's see what well, let's press on guys. I'm just going to continue on here and all of this. All right. So um, let's get into our uh, next match here. And let's talk about the NXT North American champion Wesley and Tyler Bate going up against the diet because this all kind of turned into something else that we need to talk about. So the match itself was fine, but that's not really the thing to get into. The thing to get into is that Mustafa Ali appeared in the crowd and then joined commentary during this match. And I'm thinking, oh, okay, cool. You know, Mustafa Ali, he's out here. But we have seen a lot of main roster people go over to NXT and have little stints and little programs with certain people. And obviously, that's what he's going to do. But then when he got on commentary, he mentions like, Oh, yeah, you know, I'm a free agent. I could be on Raw. I could be on SmackDown. I could be on NXT. And I really want to go after the gold because I came so close at defeating Gunther at Night of Champions. Really great match, by the way. If you want to listen to my review, you can check that out on Busted Open. And he says, I got a taste of almost becoming a champion. And so now I'm chasing gold. And so basically letting it be known that he's here to clearly pursue the NXT North American Championship. And but when he said that he was a free agent, I thought, oh, shit. I completely forgot that he was a free agent. And then I tweeted that out. And then get this. Someone on Twitter, thank you so much to the person on Twitter who told me that on WWE.com, I'm legitimately always on the website, yet I didn't know that on WWE.com, there is actually a free agent 
tab where you now know not just who's on Raw, who's on SmackDown, but you also should be aware of who is considered or who is a free agent after the draft because we watched the draft, we followed the draft, we kept track of the draft, but let's be real, sometimes you forget who went where, who did what. So free agents, tab, Baron Corbin, Brock Lesnar, which I don't think anyone forgot, Cedric Alexander, Dolph Ziggler, Elias, Mustafa Ali, MVP, Omaz, Shelton Benjamin, Von Wagner, and Zion Quinn. So just a little refresher for those of you like myself who may have forgotten who's a free agent. So after this match, we end up seeing Ali attack Joe Gacy. And so here is the thing. I'm excited for Mustafa Ali coming in here and doing something on NXT. I think this is definitely a good way to go with Ali. And the reason I say that is, uh, and, you know, they've been doing the positive Ali stuff with him on Raw. That's where we've mainly been seeing him. And I know a lot of people are fans of it. It's like the biggest thing they've, they've done with him recently. Like the fact that they even have him doing something like Positive Ali is, is something because prior to that, he wasn't doing anything. And I I personally kind of find the Positive Ali character a little annoying, but whatever, that's neither here nor there. But having Ali appear on NXT, I think he is one of the perfect people to go out there and have matches with people because, you know, during the draft, NXT lost like what 18 names they lost quite a few people and if certain guys aren't going to be you know doing so much on the main roster I don't see why they can't be in programs on NXT I think it helps out the younger talent a lot I think it gives them the little extra rub and it kind of makes things entertaining for those that are tuning in to NXT and I should have seen this coming too because not too long ago when was it like about a week or two weeks ago Nick Khan did an interview he was doing he's been doing the rounds and conferences and business conferences and he was on one of the conferences he mentioned that he wants that he's that there's going to be more of you know seeing main roster stars on NXT this was something that he mentioned as well and kind of mentioned you know maybe not seeing NXT as just a developmental now I forget the exact wording but this was something that should have been a dead giveaway when I read that because, you know, that should have basically told us that we were going to be seeing more main roster stars. And I want that. I want to see that. And guys like Mustafa Ali, I believe, are perfect for situations like this. I want to see Mustafa Ali versus Wesley. I don't mind seeing Mustafa Ali versus Joe Gacy. Uh, Mustafa Ali and Tyler Bate was legitimately one of the best wrestlers that they have on NXT. And so I think there's a lot of really great possibilities when you have have stuff like this so if you ask me um i think this is definitely a win and we're going to talk about one more person that also appeared on nxt and just when we get to it but i feel like for the most part here everybody is i don't see anybody here saying that they're going to you know not be interested in it a lot of people are also asking about uh or some people are suggesting that lacey evans gets sent over to nxt i actually think that lacey evans on NXT would probably be like pretty all right. I mean, there's a lot, they don't really need her per se because they do have a lot of women. However, she could be like, she could be, she's a good heel. She's a natural heel. Uh, and it's very easy to want to dislike Lacey Evans. So I feel like she could probably do something there with like your your Roxanne Perez's of the world on NXT. So I technically wouldn't hate it. I could see Lacey Evans, um, being on the NXT roster or, or contributing to the NXT roster pretty well, uh, based on people, what you guys are saying here in the comments. Uh, but we got a lot. We got Christopher Segovia who says, uh, Ali versus Carmelo Hayes would be a great match too. Hell yeah, bro. Hell yeah, that would be a really great match. Are you kidding me? I'd so be into that. So be into that. All right. Uh, let's get into the Tiffy Bration. So, Tiffany Stratton is officially your new NXT Women's Champion after defeating Lyra Valkyra at NXT Battleground. I got to watch that today. I barely caught up with Battleground today. I enjoyed the match. I was. I already knew the finish. I already knew what was going to happen. So maybe I wasn't as like surprised. But the big prediction, I think everybody kind of saw Tiffany Stratton or expected that she was going to win this match. And she did with her moonsault. Great stuff. Happy to see Tiffany Stratton become NXT Women's Champion. So with that being said, she goes out there and she does this promo, her tiffy bration. And she's got pictures of herself 
behind behind her and this gave me major paris hilton vibes now i don't know how many of you guys have seen paris hilton's house or any videos where her house is shown or her office or anything like that this woman has pictures of herself everywhere everywhere i love paris hilton by the way but this woman has pictures of herself everywhere i don't blame her though they look great she looks great and so this gave me a paris hilton vibes which i loved because that's what tiffany stratton's character is supposed to be you know she's supposed to take influences like from people like paris hilton and all of that right so she goes out there she has her pictures and she's saying that no one in the locker room knows what she can do and that she is what a WWE superstar is supposed to be. And then she invites all the women of the NXT roster to come out there and recognize her as a champion. Nobody comes out. So then she says, okay, fine. Well, I'm about to announce who the next person that is going to be the challenger to my championship is going to be. And so finally, all the other girls come out. So they all come out there and she's like, my favorite line in all of this was when Tiffany told them like, I know you guys are starstruck. <laughs> that was great. So <laughs> her saying that the roster was starstruck of her was phenomenal. But anyways, she then says that she's going to retire as champion because she's going to hold on to the championship and that no one can sit and sit with her channeling mean girls. Of course, that's what she should be doing. And then finally, she announces that next week there is going to be a number one contenders battle royale to determine her first challenger. Now, after this, some of the girls go in there and kick her butt because they're terribly annoyed of her. And this very much reminded me of Tiffany Stratton is she's a Barbie, right? She's the Barbie kind of girl. She's got the platinum blonde hair, the pink outfit. She's super cute. This and that. She is a Barbie. And this was hilarious to me because once all the girls came in there and kicked her butt, I felt like this was every other woman ever rebelling against Barbie. And so this was freaking great. So she's out there yelling, this was my moment. I hate all of you. And she's just did a great job in this, man. I was such a fan of this. Uh, but in terms of who I think is going to win that battle royale, uh, I really think that it's going to be Thea Hale. And the reason I think it's going to be Thea Hale is we've been seeing Thea Hale uh, she took a class today with Drew Gulak and Charlie Dempsey, and she's out there trying to get a little better in her skills and this and that. And she was the first person in that ring to punch Tiffany Stratton. When all the girls went in there, she was the first person. So I kind of have a feeling that it's going to be Thea Hale. And Thea Hale loses nothing by going up against Tiffany Stratton uh, for the title and losing. It's clearly this person's going to have to lose. This person's going to have to be lovable. You're going to want to root for this person. And that person that fits all or checks all the boxes is Thea Hale. So with that being said, my prediction is Thea Hale. Stephen Marchuli sends in a super chat saying, is it time to take the weekly show on the road? Also, a beach setting in Florida for a PLE would be cool. Well, I don't know exactly know the details, but the last I recall is I think they have a deal where they're like, I think they have to like, I don't, I would love to see them go on the road. Let me be real because the, the freaking PLEs that they've done on the road have legitimately, they have had good crowds and the crowds are interested. And I like being in front of different crowds because sometimes with the uh, performance center crowd, like you don't always know, or you don't always know if this is specific just to them, the way that they react to things, or if this is really what everybody feels, right? Sometimes I think people might have different opinions. Uh, and so because you're seeing the same crowd every week, it's sometimes a little hard to tell. Uh, and based on what we've been seeing on the pay-per-views, I feel like there is, uh, you know, the people show up, man, they show up for the pay-per-views. So yeah, I would like to see them go on the road, but I don't know what you know, all the details of that in, entail. And let's see what else we got. This is from Chris Akane, who says, Thea Hale would be good for Strat and size different makes good for heel versus face dynamic. That's another thing to point out. Thank you so much to uh, to Chris Akane for sending that in as well. And I'm going to go through a couple more comments and see if anybody else has any other, <laughs> any other options here for who they might want to see in this match and i know gator also throws in cora jade uh i believe she's in the i believe she's in it i'm not even too sure if she's in the actual battle royal but because i know they put a, a couple of people in there but i know for sure thea hale is in it i made sure to check made sure to check 
All right, so she's my pick for sure. Uh, we got Zeno Hour who says Mako Satamora. I would love to see that. But here's the thing, though. Like, I wonder how they would how they would basically have Tiffany Stratton defeat Mako because with Roxanne Perez, the story between Roxanne Perez and Mako Satamora was that Roxanne Perez was a fighter and she was willing to do anything to hold on to her NXT championship. I don't necessarily think that that's the way that they're trying to portray Tiffany Stratton. It wouldn't make sense to her character. So how would you have Tiffany Stratton defeat Mako Satamora? You know, how, how would they play that out? So I don't know if it would be it would be Mako, but uh, so that's the reason why I'm not necessarily she's not necessarily the person that's popping up to my mind for this one here. All right, and uh, we got Christopher who says Tiffany Stratton versus Fallon Henley would be cool. That could be something, definitely something. And yeah, Justin Martin says Roxanne winning seems too obvious, and we've seen Roxanne Tiffany a little bit too much now. So so I think they could you know put a pause on that one for a bit, put a pause on that one, circle back at some point later later on uh so yeah all right um there's that's what we got there let's keep it going with the women guys because we got some more uh news for the women on nxt and that is that we officially got the mystery attacker name and literally everybody and their mothers when i posed the question here what was it last week hey who do you guys think is the mystery attacker I just got a shit ton of comments and every one of them said Blair Davenport, Blair Davenport, Blair Davenport, Blair Davenport. Well, to nobody's surprise, it was Blair Davenport. Uh, so the way that they did this, I thought was pretty, pretty interesting. So Danny Palmer, who is one of the people that was attacked by this mysterious assailant, because uh, this has been going on for months, by the way, we've been seeing these attacks forever. Uh, we saw it on Soruka. Wendy Chu, Nikita Lyons, Roxanne Perez, and a couple other people I'm forgetting. And so, so Danny Palmer's out there and she's like, I'm not going to leave the ring until we find out who this person is, blah, blah, blah. So we then see a video montage of the people who have been attacked by the mystery attacker. And then she's attacked from behind by the said mystery attacker. She takes off her hood. She takes down her mask and it's Blair Davenport and she is back so um i think everybody for the most part was happy to see her and you know it's been a while since we have uh actually seen blair uh on here uh, i think the last time we saw her was when they unified the nxt uk women's championship and the nxt women's championship and the world's collide pay-per-view uh in that three-way so it's been a while since we have seen her i am excited to see what she's going to bring to this division i think she's going to do a hell of a job we did lose quite a few women during the wwe draft but she has a lot of other girls to kind of get in there and play with Oh, that sounds wrong. Uh, but you know what I mean. Uh, go in there and have some pretty good, some pretty good stories that they can do. Uh, I would actually like to see her and Lyra mix it up. I think that would be fun. I'm trying to think who else I would like to see her with. Off the top of my head, it's definitely Lyra. But throw in some other names here, everybody. Um, so clearly... We're going to have to see Danny Palmer and her again. I think she should definitely go out there and have matches with whoever it is that she attacked. I didn't, I was, I was actually kind of hoping that Roxanne Perez, because the way that they promoted it was Roxanne Perez's mystery attacker is going to be revealed here today. So I was kind of hoping that Roxanne Perez was involved in the actual uh, revealing of the mystery attacker. I think that would have been kind of cool to do, but instead they went with Danny Palmer. So that's fine. But I do think it would have been, it would have, hit a little bit harder if it was actually Roxanne Perez. Um, so yeah, Heidi Hosen's in a super chat. Thank you so much to Heidi Ho who says, I can't believe these degenerate women would attack Tiffany and ruin her celebration. They should be heavily fined or fired. Thank you so much to Heidi Ho for the super chat. Danny Padilla sends in a generous super chat saying, haven't seen NXT in a while, but heard Ali showing up at least and they can treat him. Let me start all over. Danny Padilla says, haven't seen NXT in a while, but heard Ali showed up. At least they can't treat him any worse here than they did at the main on the main roster. And hopefully I didn't just jinx that. <laughs> Look, Danny, so that was one of the things that I said about Mustafa Ali at the top of this was, I mean, the match with Gunther was phenomenal. I love the way that they basically executed all of that. Gave Mustafa Ali hope spots. Made you actually think that there might have been a slight, tiny little opportunity there for him. Uh, for the most part, I think 
I don't think anyone actually thought he was going to defeat Gunther, but there was one tiny little uh, maybe moment in that match. And I think they did a phenomenal job with that. And But other than that, everything else has kind of just been there. I do think that they Mustafa Ali can serve a bigger purpose. And we've seen this happen to quite a few people when they go down to NXT, they kind of end up getting more or being able to do more and show more. Perfect examples, Dijak. Mandy Rose, Apollo Crews. Those are just a couple of people that going over or back down to the main, to, to development, to NXT, legitimately kind of served, did them better. It did them better. So maybe we can see that for Ali because I do think he's incredibly talented and more can be done there. More can definitely be done there. Danny, thank you so much for the generous super chat. Did I say super chap again? God damn it. Hey, when I say that super chap, super chat, say it like a million times. Sometimes when you say a word too much by like the fifth hundred time, it doesn't come out right anymore. But <laughs> all right, uh, let's see what else we got. Has it really been two years? Tony says Dolph Ziggler was the NXT world champion two years ago. It was two years ago. No way. No way. It wasn't two years ago. Someone give me the date here. There was no way that was two years ago. Someone remind me, please. Someone please remind me and don't tell me that was two years ago. It didn't feel like two years ago. Uh, all right. Joe Coffey versus Channing Stats Lorenzo. Um, not bad. Joe Coffey gets the win. I was not happy that we didn't come out of a, a freaking battleground with the Creed Brothers, not as tag team champions. I'm starting to feel like this is a troll job, but it's happening. Uh, I really wanted to see the Creed Brothers come out as champions. And I was not thrilled when we didn't see them come out as champions. That's all I'm going to say about that. I was not thrilled. Man. Uh, someone says he lost it April 2022. Okay, so it has not been two years. All right. It's been um, a year. Thank you. All right. I was about to say there was no way that could have been two years. Uh, no way. Uh, we got Micah here who's asking if I think Mandy Rose will return to WWE this year. I have no idea, guys. Uh, it really all just depends on, you know, the rules about her fan time page and all of that. And that one's a hard one, guys. It's a very hard one to guess. All right, so let's see what else we got here. Uh, let's get into our next topic here. We already talked about Tony D. Um, really quickly, Robert Stone wants Von Wagner to seek out a therapist and Von Wagner is going to think about it. Uh, we get a really cool video and finally I get to talk about this. So. As I mentioned, I didn't get to watch NXT Battleground until today because I was at Double or Nothing and I wasn't going to be watching Double or Nothing and the pay-per-view at the same time. That would just be weird. So, you know, got to choose, right? And I was there. So, um, but afterwards, when I finally got on Twitter and I was reading people's thoughts and all of this, everybody, everywhere that watched NXT Battleground was saying that freaking Ilya Dragunov and Dijak killed it that they had a really great match and I was thinking god damn it I knew they would so whatever right so I finally got to watch the match here today and last man standing and first of all I want to say that the build to this match was really good because they were doing these really good attacks uh that was something that I remember talking about here on NXT that I love the attacks that they did because they legitimately felt like like they felt like real attacks like that one time when freaking Dijak squished the freaking life out of of Dragunov with the garage door like that was brutal uh the attack that we saw on the go home show to battleground and both guys getting in their fair share of violence and on the other guy that was really good it was a contract signing there you go the contract signing that was really good so with that being said all of the attacks and the Everything that they did heading into this match was really good. And I was surprised that this match, uh, I wasn't surprised that it wasn't the main event because I knew it had to be Carmelo and Braun, but it was kind of just like in the middle of the show. And it's fine, but damn, this just had main event quality screaming all over it. They did a really great job in this hard hitting stuff. Um, this was definitely the match that Dijak needed. I loved the finish to the match. Uh, I just thought that Ilya Dragunov consistently, 
consistently is proving that he is the guy. And it is so weird to see him on NXT when you know that he could be on the main roster having these A++ matches with just about anybody. And so, but with that being said, him being in NXT and having this match with Dijak really just prompted Dijak to another level. It made me go, it made me look at Dijak differently because I did really the only match that I really liked with Dijak was that Wesley match from Vengeance Day. But everything else, I kind of thought, okay, he's cool and all, but that's about it. Uh, this match here elevated him just a little bit more. And the fact that everybody was talking about this match, they need to be rewarded. But anyways, we get a video package today. This was cool because it was just Ilya in preparance, like preparing for Battleground and this and that. And <laughs> he's going to return next week. But one of the things I was thinking about during this while we we're watching this video montage, he is, it's funny because he's this very stylish man, right? He goes out there with the suits and the turtleneck and the little chain. And he's very well groomed and very well presented. And he's very, very stylish, right? And then there's like this light switch that happens. He goes from stylish, regular man to beast, monster, killer. And I love to see that switch. That switch um, I thought was captured very nicely in this video. So man, applause to this video. Loved it. Loved the match. Um, more Elia, please. More Elia. Uh, Danny Padilla sends in a super chat saying, and I literally just heard Corbin is back in NXT as well. And even more reason for me to stay away. <laughs> we'll talk about Baron Corbin in just a second. Uh, he's coming. I'm saving him here for the main course of uh, Danny Padilla. Thank you so much for the super chat. Uh, all right. So Zeno Hour says Dragunov is a psychopath. I love it. Hey man, at least he's a stylish psychopath. Got to give it to him. Got to give it to him. Uh, and Zeno also says that Dijak is so underappreciated. He's getting there, guys. He's getting there. All right. Now, moving on from here, we got Cora Jade versus Ivy Nile. This was also a good one. Uh, I love the strikes from Ivy Nile during this match. Cora Jade gets the win, as she should. Uh, but I do want to point out that Ivy Nile is definitely improving. And so that's something to mention. Really quickly, we got a really hilarious backstage interaction between Tank Ledger and Hank Walker. I was not the biggest Hank Walker fan. And I don't know how many of you guys noticed this during past NXT reviews where I kind of would brush over some of his segments a little fast. And I really didn't care about the matches. I really wasn't a fan. And uh, I don't know, maybe it was transparent or not. I have no idea if you guys noticed that or not. But with that being said, Tank Ledger and Hank Walker are suddenly becoming in the last two weeks, yes, in the last two weeks, are becoming an act that I actually care about now. And the reason I do is because they actually have chemistry with one another. So what they did last week was they had a match between Tank Ledger and Hank Walker to basically have them get closer as a team. Hank Walker ends up winning that match. And then Today, they have this backstage segment that I found utterly hilarious because so they're talking about how like, oh, my God, that really worked. We're we're actually so close and looking and Tank is like, look into my eyes and, you know, we're, we're so close and this and that. And then they do this little bit where they are basically finishing each other's sentences or not finishing each other's sentences, but rather they have everything in common. So they ask a question to each other and then they both give the same answer. So it's like, what's your favorite, favorite food? And they're like, chicken Parmesan, a favorite animal, honey badger, favorite sauce, buffalo sauce. And so it worked. This was a very, this was a segment that could have been very cheesy, very corny, but they actually made it work with them. So I kind of liked this this broship, right, that you're seeing between both of them. Really love that. But then they were interrupted by a team we haven't seen in a while. Um, Idris and uh, Idris Anofi and Malik Blade. And here's the thing about Idris and Malik. I don't. And for those of you who are new to NXT or, or just started watching, you may not know this, but they are really freaking good. And we were 
pretty much seen them, you know, kick ass for quite a bit. They were never presented as like top guys on NXT or like a top tag team, but they would go out there and they always had good entertaining matches. Okay. They weren't like top acts or anything, but they were always entertaining. And then we kind of just didn't see them for a bit. I don't know what the hell was going on, but whatever. So they're back there. They interrupt them. And then they have this little thing where they're like, okay, we could also do the same thing. And they try to have the same answers as Tank and, and Hank, but they can't. And then they start arguing and it's really funny. And this actually worked a whole lot. So I was a fan of this thumbs up. I am now a Hank Walker Tank Ledger fan. So I've been now I've been a fan for a whole two weeks. All right. So um, let's see what else we got here. Um, <laughs> oh man, I'd be coming up with some dumb stuff on here. But anyways, let's go ahead and continue on. Wait, what? Hold on. John Deller says Tank loses teeth and great shorts, shorts, which Denise loves. You're gonna have to explain that one, John. Do I like people without teeth and great shorts? What's going on here? You're gonna have to explain that one to me. All right, so moving on from this, we got a quick, uh, what was supposed to be a Diamond Mind interview, but instead it led to a, uh, not a brawl, but a, they were almost going to brawl, but it was a pull apart and they never actually got to touch. So it ended up being really a screaming match between Diamond Mind and uh, the Diet and Ava Rain. And, you know, Ava Rain was part of the Creed Brothers not actually getting the tag team titles and then Ivy and her having this beef. So we end up seeing them having this confrontation. Cool. But I still want to see the Creed brothers as tag team champions. So I'm still not happy about this. All right. Before we get into the main event, everybody, uh, it is that time of the day before we get into the main event. Um, Every Tuesday is the day that I highlight uh, somebody that left an Apple podcast review. I have said this before, but if you leave a review here um, for my podcast, I will read it on the air. I am trying to get to 100 reviews on Apple podcasts. I'm at 29 now. So get this. Every time I promote it, I at least get one more review. So uh, today I want to go ahead and thank uh, TayWorld02 for leaving a very generous uh, podcast review. Five stars saying, I've been listening to this podcast for weeks now, and I like what I hear. Denise is a fun and uplifting spirit, and I look forward to listening every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. Also, I can't believe you're not a big fan of Christmas. Uh, Tay World Zero Two, thank you so much for taking the time to go out of your way to leave me a podcast review. I know it could be a little tedious, but if you guys just go to the description box below, uh, the links are there to listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or all of that. And every Tuesday uh, that I get a new review i will make sure to read it here on the show so thank you so much for that and now let's get into the actual main event and what happened so earlier in the day we had carmel hayes come out and he's talking about his match with breaker and this and that and he's basically saying another brick has laid down been laid down for the mellow dynasty he is interrupted by Noam Dar, who defeated uh, Dragon Lee at Battleground. And this all leads to a match between Noam Dar and Carmelo Hayes. And this match itself was okay. I didn't think it was bad at all. I loved, I loved, actually loved the dropkick from Noam Dar to Carmelo Hayes at one point. And Carmelo Hayes, the way that he sold, that was really good. Uh, but we are... But Noam Dar had like Aura Menza out there helping him out and this and that. And so they were trying to cheat and screw Carmelo Hayes. But instead, uh, Tyler Bate and Dragon Lee end up going out there and making sure that Carmelo Hayes doesn't get screwed. So then Carmelo Hayes hits his uh, leg drop off the top rope and defeats Noam Dar and gets the win. Cool. I didn't mind this for it being like a filler match between. At this point, this is what I was thinking. I didn't mind this match. It was in a bad main event, and I didn't mind it because I saw it as a filler match until we find out who Carmelo Hayes' next opponent's going to be. And I was originally going to come on here and be like, so guys, who do you think Carmelo Hayes is going to face next? And just as the show was ending, Carmelo Hayes is attacked by none other than Baron Corbin. That is right, ladies and gents. I was talking about free agents earlier. Uh, let's not forget that Baron Corbin is also a free agent. And so Baron Corbin comes out and for some reason, he looks more bald than ever. What Something was different about Baron Corbin. 
please tell me someone uh, let me pull uh, let me pull up the freaking picture somewhere on here i got a picture but baron corbin looked a little different to me here today and i don't know what it is so can someone please tell me why baron corbin looks different to me here today is it is he more bald what happened can, what happened here is it the beard did he have a beard he just he just looks more like his face looks more naked what happened here <laughs> i'm a fan of baron corbin this is not a burial i'm just trying to figure out why he looks more different to me uh i don't know what happened something happened but he just looks different uh <laughs> someone says no beard he's clean shaven okay thank you thank you because i was looking at him like why does he look extra shiny during this like he's glowing the head is glowing the face is glowing what's happening here with baron corbin but anyways baron corbin comes out there he attacks carmelo hayes and raises raises the nxt championship belt first thing that i want to say is do not have carmelo like the first thing I want to say is do not have Carmelo Hayes lose to Baron Corbin the way that you guys had Braun Breaker lose to Dolph Ziggler. Do not do it. Do not do it. It will not work. I'm here for, I'm okay with them doing a program with Baron Corbin and Carmelo Hayes. Totally cool with it. I actually like Baron Corbin. A lot of the stuff that they have him do on television, not that great, but when they have him do good stuff, it can work, right? Bum-ass Corbin was fun. Broke ass Corbin was fun. That was cool. Whatever. Um, I think this could work. I think this could work. I think that Baron Corbin and Carmelo Hayes can have a fun feud. Uh, people know Baron Corbin. People like to talk about Baron Corbin. He's apparently really over in France. No idea why. Maybe it's the bald head or in the no beard. No idea. Um, but I'm actually do not mind them doing this feud. But again, I do not want them to take the title away from Carmelo Hayes. I want them to use this as a way to give Carmelo Hayes the rub with a main roster guy that is very known. And and I don't want them to do what they did with Braun Breaker and Dolph Ziggler because I still this day still think it was a bad idea to take the title off of Braun Breaker when he had really just won it and given it to Dolph Ziggler because I thought that really halted some of the momentum that Braun Breaker had back then. So please do not do that to Carmelo Hayes because uh, Carmelo Hayes is a champion that I think could be I think he could be great, man. I think he can be great, a great champion. And so I do think this is an exciting challenge for Carmelo Hayes, but I want to see him uh, retain very nicely and keep that going. So yeah. Um, all right. And let's see what we got here. Tiger Claw, who is a YouTube member, says Baron. Oh, wait, sorry. Boring Corbin as NXT champion. Ugh. Here, I know a lot of people don't like Baron Corbin. I know it. And I don't even blame anybody for that. I really do not. But I've seen, I feel like we've seen more successes of people going to NXT and doing these programs from like the main roster than we haven't. Aside from the, from the Dolph Ziggler, Braun, Braun Baker stuff. I wasn't a fan of that, like at all. But I do not want... I don't, I don't expect him to actually defeat. I don't ex expect him to actually defeat Carmelo Hayes. I think that they need to just give him the rub. Uh, we got everybody saying, <laughs> Tony says, you heard Denise Michaels. Zeno Hour says, don't do it, Sean. Please, Sean, don't do it. Don't do it. Um, all right, let's get some thoughts in here, guys. What did you think of, uh, I was going to say Braun Breaker, of Baron Corbin? What did you think of Baron Corbin? Ah, shit. Thank you, YT. Denise said he was, it was Tyler Bates, but it was Nathan Frazier. Thank you for correcting me. Tyler Bates on the mind. Um, all right, so John Deller says, kind of the same vibe as the acclaim losing to the guns if Baron were to win. Yeah, yeah, it is kind of a little bit of the same. And I'm looking through some more comments on here. <laughs> Tim Weinerger says, turtle wax on the head. Oh, God, that would be terrible. That would be very, very terrible. Uh, Braun Breaker still asking about Braun Breaker getting a call up. I don't know when that's happening, guys. I have no idea. I think Shawn Michaels said on a um, press on the media call ahead of Battleground that he was still expecting for Braun Breaker to be there for a while on NXT. So make what you will of that. But that was something that Shawn Michaels said 
on the media call. And this is from Justin Martin, who says that Baron Corbin was certainly a surprise, not a good one, but yes, a surprise. I feel so bad, guys. I feel so bad. YT says, I don't, uh, I don't remember Corbin having a beard. I think he did. He had like a scraggly one, you know, like he did have one. He definitely did have one. Uh, so who knows? Um, <laughs> Joey Grella says, Denise isn't the dirt sheet boy. I am certainly not the dirt sheet boy. Um, there you go, guys. Barry Corbin in NXT. I don't hate it. Just don't take the title off of Carmella Hayes. If it were to happen, though, I promise you I will be singing a different tune here on this podcast the next time uh, the next time we talk about it. So hopefully they don't. But next week, we are going to be seeing Eddie Thorpe versus Damon Kemp. Uh, I don't want to see Damon Kemp lose. Give Damon Kemp the wimp, man. I'm a fan of Damon Kemp, and I kind of feel like he's a little underrated, and I don't like that. So push Damon Kemp. I'm a fan. Uh, also, we're going to be getting the number one contenders battle royal uh, to find out who is going to be Tiffany Stratton's uh, next opponent. And for those of you who missed it earlier, my pick is or my prediction is Thea Hale. But there you go, everyone. That was the May 30th edition of NXT. I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in, for watching. Let me know your guys' thoughts. Tweet me, uh, YouTube comment me, uh, whatever it is. Feel free to reach out. I read everybody's comments. Even if I don't respond, uh, I read the stuff, everybody. I read everything. So make sure you guys go ahead and uh, give some love there. I will be here tomorrow for AEW Dynamite. That's going to be the fallout from Double or Nothing. So you're not going to want to miss that. And then, of course, I will be back this Friday to finally talk about SmackDown. Please, if you haven't already, go check out those AEW Double or Nothing, Nothing media scrums. Um, that is how I make my money back, everybody. So please go there, uh, watch them. If you want, have them in the background. I don't care. Uh, just get them clicks on there, guys. I need them clicks. Thank you, everybody. And I will see you back here tomorrow for AEW Dynamite.